Welcome to Rejuvenating with Dr. Ron Kaiser. This is the podcast designed to help you lead your life enthusiastically today, tomorrow, and every other day. I am your host, Ron Kaiser, positive health psychologist, also TEDx and keynote speaker, and author of the triple award-winning book, Rejuvenating the Art and Science of Growing Older with Enthusiasm. My website is The Mental Health Gym. It's your source of information about all kinds of things related to wellness, rejuvenating, positive psychology, my own spin on it that I call goal-achieving psychology, and wellness in general. It's also the place where you can recommend guests for future podcasts, as well as contacting me and, and communicating with me generally. Now, as listeners to the podcast know, my goal is always to provide guests who are accomplished, lead their own lives with enthusiasm, can role model that for us, and have all kinds of different things to contribute to us to help us be the best versions of ourselves that we can be. And we really have a special guest in that regard. So happy to welcome Tommy Breedlove, who is a Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestselling author of the book, Legendary. I'm gonna really wanna get into that. Tommy is an Atlanta-based business relationship and mindset coach who is a regularly featured keynote speaker at global events. He serves clients and audiences by empowering them to build and live legendary lives. And he guides on building, uh, guides them to build a lasting legacy, work in their area or zone of brilliance, obtain financial confidence, and live with meaning and balance. That pretty much covers everything. So I think uh, (laughs) we should be able to come away with quite a bit. I do have to add one other thing. This is being recorded on November 3rd. And uh, I said that Tommy is based in Atlanta. He's got his Atlanta Braves hat on. If you were up last night, you know what happened. So uh, aside from welcoming Tommy, I want to congratulate you on your Braves, my Phillies are once again watching the World Series and not participating in it. And just on many counts, it's a pleasure to have you with us. Really looking forward to the conversation. Dr. Ron, thank you. I'll start by saying go Braves. We've been waiting a long, long time for another World Series. The city is just on cloud nine. My neighbors all have their Braves. I might wear it for the next 365 days. Who knows? But thank you for that. And it's, I'm an honored. I'm just so grateful to be here, Dr. Ron. Let's let, let's lean in, my brother. Sure. Well, let's let's get started then. I, you know, tired of talking about Atlanta. Although you may remember what happened the the first football game of the season, the first NFL game of the season. Yeah, I remember. But (laughs) let's move on for both. Water under the bridge. (laughs) So anyway, Tommy, you know, you've got a real major reputation in this field. You're really well known as achieving results as a coach. Before we get into that, though, maybe you can tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey to get to be Tommy Breedlove as we know him today. 
Yeah, no, and I, and thank you for allowing me to do that because it was not a graceful journey. This this whole career running the legendary life movement and the retreats and the coaching fell into my lap, and I wish it was a graceful falling into my lap, but it was not. I'll start from the beginning. We'll do this real quickly because I want to make it more about the work. But my story is I grew up on the south side of Atlanta in a pretty uh, in a blue collar area. No one no one in my family had ever gone or graduated from college, and I was slated to be the first person. But unfortunately, inside and outside of the home, I grew up with a lot of violence and pretty extreme abuse. And instead of being the first person to go to college in my family, because I had a bunch of scholarships, is I became what I hated. I became that violence. I became that abuse. And at 18, committed a violent crime and was looking at seven years in prison. Thank goodness it was dropped to two misdemeanors. So, But I was sentenced to two separate years and uh, spent my 19th birthday incarcerated as opposed to going to the University of Georgia or Miami or any of those other places. Um, amazing thing happened to me there is an African-American gentleman cross racial boundaries, which doesn't happen very often. He was in his 40s, mentored me, showed me what being a man is, called me young blood, said, young blood, you're not going to become a part of this revolving door system. And so when I got out, I went to work for a nuclear waste container factory, run a machine during the day, community college at night, did end up at the University of Georgia. And one of my proudest achievements is I went from a jail cell to a giant public accounting and financial consulting firm called Deloitte in three years. Um, I graduated University of Georgia with honors. Now let's fast forward. Let's get to how how this life And, you know, I never planned on leaving mergers and acquisitions or financial consulting or public accounting. So fast forward 15 years, I'm a junior partner at a different firm, but a large firm based in Atlanta. Got all the, I got the cufflinks, the suit, the shiny cars, you know, all this power status corner office and wondered why I was unhappy, miserable, and why I couldn't just be me. And what I mean by that is I was wearing the mask of tough guy, important guy, important, you know, couldn't ask for help guy an arrogant guy, which is just insecurity on steroids. And when money, the power and the status didn't light me up, I turned to all of the darkness that a lot of people do. And I was basically living the Wolf of Wall Street lifestyle. And at 36 years old, found myself lying in a ditch one day, literally lying in a ditch, looking at the blue sky. My marriage was collapsing. I was, my firm was collapsing. I was collapsing. And at that aha moment, you know, looking at the blue sky, wondering how did I get here? I had this, this, uh, you can call it a God moment. You can call it rock bottom. You can call it a spiritual experience. It doesn't really matter to me. I just knew I didn't want to be that guy anymore. And so I made me my full-time job. And what I mean by that is with coaches, with great therapists, reading everything I could get my hands on, starting morning routines and really building self-confidence, self-respect, self-love and investing in myself first, my whole life started transforming. And I never planned on leaving the, the tangible results were this. I went from junior partner to senior partner, international practice leader to elected to the board of directors at 39 years old of this giant firm. Everybody else was in their sixties. My money doubled my network 10 X just by being a good leader, a good person, good human, but the intangible results, peace of mind, happiness, rock solid marriage, self-confidence, self-courage. And that's how I got into this business is I never planned on selling my equity in that firm and leaving my senior partnership, but Corporate executives, doctors, bankers, accountants, all of these people in my ecosystem started reaching out to me and saying, hey, man, you didn't give up your ambition and drive, but you did change your life. You seem peaceful, happy, more successful. How did you do it? And over time, I decided to sell the equity in the firm and walk away and chase this dream of building the legendary life movement, which is retreats. It's, it's 
at conferences, it's coaching, it's masterminds and writing a book. And as a result of all that and chasing this dream, that's how I got into this business. So that's my story. So thank you for letting me share that, Dr. Ron. That's that's such an incredible story. uh, I didn't bargain for that, but thank you for being so open about it. Well, you brought up the, the term legendary, which I guess is central to your way of thinking, doing things, and actually the title of your book. And uh, so I'm wondering, what what does that really mean? I mean, I, I know what the term means, but don't think I've previously heard it in conjunction with coaching or growing up uh, and being the best version of yourself and so on. Can you kind of tell us a little bit about the, the concept itself? hundred percent. Thank you for asking. Legendary. The reason I picked the title for the book is it's aspirational. If I said Tommy Breed loves a legendary human, everybody would laugh me out the room. And what I love about the word legendary, it's given to us by our peers, society, our families, our friends, our networks, the people around us. And we can either be wonderful legendary humans or bad legendary humans. But for me, Legendary is leaving our fellow humans, ourselves, and this beautiful planet a little bit better than we found them. And it's, and it's given to us. We can't call ourselves legendary. And it has nothing to do with money, status, or fame. It has to do with impact, significance, and purpose. And for me, all of us, and you know, I come from nothing and have made something out of myself by doing the hard work. But for me, building and living a legendary life means the following things. And this is why I created the entire Legendary Life Movement. It's living life with purpose and discovering what your purpose is. It's being the masters of our own time and not having our time dictated to us. It's about building a world-class network of friends, family, and people who care about us. That Money is important. Anyone that says it isn't is lying to you. But it is about building financial confidence and a financial mindset, building toward financial freedom. But more importantly than all of those things, it's about mastering our mindset building courageous, unconditional self-love, self-respect, self-esteem, and self-confidence. It's about intimate relationships with our family, our friends, our, our significant others. And finally, it's about living the good life. And so to me, what we give people is simple tools, concepts, executable, not theory, things that we've all actually done, whether you're in our masterminds, you're in our conferences, you're attending a retreat, or you're working with us one-on-one. Our whole goal is to not only make you a better leader, a better business person and more money, but also a better father, a better wife, a better husband, a better mom, just a legendary human being so that when you leave this beautiful planet and we all will, that someone somewhere will say that person lived a legendary life. And that's what we're all about. That's such a tremendous concept and uh, remarkable listening to it. You raised a question in my mind that I, I've struggled with, you know, after many decades as a psychologist, and I always like other people's ideas on why this happens. I mean, it makes so much sense that you want to lead a legendary life than to walk around with poor self-esteem or insecurity or harming other people or whatever it may be. Do you have any any thoughts on why people don't just naturally go toward what people are capable of being, which is the, the best versions of themselves? 
I, I think it's two things. I think the moment we're born, and I don't think it's conscious or malicious, is we're constantly shamed from literally the time we're born to the time we leave this earth. If you watch any 24-hour news network, it's just filled with poisonous division, victim promoting. I mean, both sides, left and right. They're telling you you're a victim. Mm -hmm. They're telling you you're not good enough. They're telling you they've got it all figured out. Then you look at social media, and it's gone, you know, it promotes envy, jealousy, and political divisiveness. And then our parents, our teachers, the people around us are doing the best they can, but they're instilling fear in us, worry in us. And we all have this, we're all taught we're not good enough, we're not worthy, we're not valuable, we're not level in various forms, various degrees. It can be severe, like it was for me, or it can be mine, but it's death by 10,000 cuts. And the second part of that is we're constantly, because everyone has a voice inside of their head not smart enough, pretty enough, rich enough, famous enough, whatever it is, because that's what we're taught. And we can, the good news is, is we can unwire that. We can tell a different story in our brains and hearts. We can, we can say that story that's been told to us our whole lives is a lie. But here's the hard part. No one teaches us how to do that. And that's what psychologists and therapists and coaches, gazillionaires, is because no one teaches us how to do that. And so what we teach is how do we tell a different story? How do we unwire all that? How do we go from fear to love? How do we go from scarcity to abundance? How do we go from, you know, lack of self-esteem and worrying to courageous, confident leadership? And so the good news is, is we can participate in our rescues. We can make a choice to invest in a coach, invest in a therapist, read a great book, but that's the intention. Now you have to take action. You have to do something different than you did yesterday. If you're not happy or your relationship stinks or you're depressed or you're lacking self-esteem or you're not confident enough with your money or your time is out of control, what are you going to do today to change it? Go to the mirror. That is the problem and the solution. I promise you, it's the problem and the solution. Fire that old negative Nelly, rehire the good side of yourself and take one action today is it a coach, therapist, is it reading a great book? But you have to apply that knowledge or is it listening to the podcast like this? You've got to do one daily action. And here's the easiest way to do it. And I'll stop. I'll get off my high horse. The quickest fix is to take one negative thing away. Is it watching too much TV? Is it drinking too much? Is it negative self-talk? Is it a negative human being in your life? Take that one thing away and add one positive habit into your life. Because our heart muscles, our mind muscles, and our soul muscles are important as our physical muscles, and we never work on them. But if we start exercising those with new habits, our heart muscles, our mind muscles, our soul muscles, they get strong. And then all of a sudden, we're better leaders. We're more confident people. We're more courageous. We love better because we love ourselves. We lead better because we're leading ourselves. And so take one negative away, add one positive habit in, and it will pay compounding interest over time. That, I believe, at my core. Good makes such sense. It's very difficult to go from nothing to everything overnight, but the, the whole idea of taking small steps in the right direction really, really makes sense. So I'm wondering, you know, I know you went into this transformation at like age 39 and so on and had a lot of energy and stuff like that, as still do. But I'm wondering, have maybe half the population that listens to this podcast are you know, 60 plus, I can see some of them because I've treated some of them, you know, think in terms of, yeah, that's, I wish I had known this, you know, half a life ago, but I don't think I can change now. Is, is there such a thing as being too old to apply your principles? I'm going to say this as clear as I can. Hell no. 
It's pretty. It is never, it's never too late until your very last breath. It doesn't matter if you're 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, God willing, 100, 110. If there's some part of your life, and here's why, here's a core belief of mine is that every single human being on earth has a purpose and it changes during the seasons of our life and our purpose until our last breath, we all have a purpose of being here. And if you're retired or you're moving on, or you're in a second or third or fourth phase of your life, go out and find that purpose. My favorite thing in the world, I've got multiple multi 60 and 70 year people that are in either our group programs or mastermind or working with us one-on-one. Our favorite thing in the world is helping those people find the next purpose or phase in their life. It's the absolute most favorite. It's the most rewarding thing that I do because I get to work with people. And by the way, just because you're older doesn't make you an elder and doesn't make you wise. You could just be an old young person still wanting to be seen, heard, loved, and valued. You could be an old per, older person and seasoned person who's negative. You could be a depressed seasoned person. For that, take action now because who knows? You could have another 50 years in you. But don't don't be a neg- a taker, be a giver. And so go out and find your purpose. Work with a great therapist. Work with a great coach. Find the next season of your life. It's never, never, never too late to be happy, to be significant, to live with purpose, to make impact. Or if you're poor, make more money. It's never too late. So that would be my equivalent. Hell no, it's never too late. And by the way, if you believe it's too late, you've given up, go find that mirror. That's the problem, the solution. Uh, I'm so happy to hear that, both because that's the way I try to lead my life, but also, you know, science is behind you. I mean, if you're 60 or 70 and packing it in, the reality is that there there very very likely are decades ahead of you. That's right. Where, you know, the the difference between, you know, leading a legendary life and leading a depressed life uh, are all the difference in the world, you know. In your book, Rejuvenaging, I mean, that... Tells you the science of it. So get, get in there. I mean, it's never too late. Well, let me ask the, the other side of the coin. If uh, we've got somebody who's a parent of a young child listening in, and we want to try to avoid, you know, going through what you went through and what too many people go through, uh, whether it's as violent or not, or as abusive as uh, or not, but just the notion of growing up with a poor self-image even with loving parents and so on. Got any advice for how to how to raise a legendary child into a legendary young man or woman? I do, and I'm passionate about this because I work heavily in this area too with parents. Is the first thing I would say is you got to be the person you needed when you were younger. And here's the good news: you can lead your kids, you can inspire your kids, you can motivate your kids, and you can discipline and hold your kids accountable, but you can't live their lives for them. And so be the person you needed when you were younger, especially as they start aging, you know, getting into their teens. And I want you to hear this, parents, because we are failing here badly. Let your kids fail. Let them get their knees skint. Let them, if in proverbial terms, get punched. Because it's not if life happens, it's when. They have to know how to fail. They, know, they have to know how to fall down so they can get back up. And there's too many helicopter parents trying to protect their children from everything. And you can't protect them because they're not going to be there. You're going to make them dysfunctional adults. So let them fail. Let them make their own decisions and the consequences of those decisions so that you can lead them. You can inspire them. You can motivate them. You can discipline them. That's a lost art. 
discipline them to becoming great leaders, great people, great husbands and fathers in their own time, great, great wives and women and, and leaders in their organizations. But we're trying to save them. We're trying to protect them. And by the way, if you want a ninja trick that you won't do, keep them off of social media until they're 35 years old, because social media is killing our kids. Everybody's Instagram fabulous and Facebook famous, and it's all BS. And so lead them, love them, inspire them, motivate. But the most important thing is discipline them. The most important thing is let them fail because they learn from that. That's how we become wise. And so that's the things I would, and keep them off social media as much as you can, because social media is toxic. Yeah, that's lots of wonderful advice in there. I mean, the notion that, you know, if you fail and then just treat it as a non-success, so what we're going to be doing now is build success from there is is so helpful. And yeah, I mean, a lot of the, the gems you've mentioned that keep them off of social media, although you didn't say it right now, I think you did a while back, uh, don't watch the news very often. It just, you know, I have strong opinion there. I I never watch the news and I'm never uninformed. You know why? A, when I don't watch the news, I'm happy. I'm not uninformed because everybody tells me the news they watched and their opinion of it. So I'm never not informed, but I never have that feeling of angst, worry, anger, victimhood, you know, all the, those are high paid actors reading you a script so that, so that they can sell you advertising and they're the puppeteers and we're the puppets. We had to turn it off and influence what we can influence. The only thing in our control is our thoughts, our mindsets and our action. That's literally the only thing we're in control of. And when we watch toxic things like that, they take the power and control from us. So when we turn it off, we're taking our power back and we're influencing what we can influence. And so you'll never be uninformed and you'll be a whole lot more happy if you just cut that crap off. Yeah, and I think your brains will also be better for it because you can right now, as many people do, they'll turn on a particular channel, leave it on, and that's the only one they'll listen and not hear. Uh, they can go for the days without hearing a, a, a different opinion or a challenge to opinions. And that's not a good exercise for the brain. No. And it's, and anytime we become certain on anything, that's where really bad things start happening. Yeah. So just from a practical standpoint, what, what do you do on a daily basis? Who do you work (laughs) with? Uh, You know, you've mentioned a lot of things and uh, just, you know, what, what kinds of people, you know, come to you or do you go to, or how do you, aside from writing the book, implement this stuff? Yeah, absolutely. So my day-to-day is we have built something called the Legendary Life Movement. And something that all of our people who come to us, they're usually ambitious and driven people because people who are apathetic or victims or entitled don't don't come. They don't want to do work to be better leaders, to be better people. And so people come to us that are ambitious driven. They want some sort of action or change or result in their life that's different than they have now. We do a lot of leadership work. We do a lot of money work. We do a lot of self-esteem and courage. And and, and legendary life movement is about leading ourselves first. How do we become better leaders? How do we be better in business? How do we be better with our money? But how do we be better in our relationships? How do we be better with our family? How do we better with our employees or the people that we work with, our colleagues? And so people come to us because we provide them a container of like-minded people and we run retreats, conferences, a mastermind program, and we do some one-on-one in certain situations. But what we give them is a container. 
a network of humans who are going in the same direction, who are open-minded, who are ready to lead themselves with courage, confidence, who want to make impact in this world, who want to be significant. So we provide a container, an ecosystem, a group that we can trust the people we can have authentic, real conversations with people we can stick. We basically provide them with a board of directors for their lives, for their businesses, because we can feel lonely and isolation is the enemy to excellence. And we provide them with a community of humans, of like-minded humans who want to be better in all phases of life that we can have real conversations with. So that's my day to day, whether it's one-on-one running a retreat, a legendary life retreat, running the legendary life conference. We do group masterminds that have been just ultimately beautiful thing to do and watch. And so that's what my day-to-day looks like. So the word is getting spread, obviously, to, in lots of different ways. And, uh, you know, it's hard to, to listen to you without getting enthused about, you know, moving forward with something like this. So I'm wondering, just practically speaking, is the book the right place to start? Is contacting you in some way i mean we're hearing things masterminds one-to-one groups what if somebody says hey i i really want to pursue this further what's the starting point so um the easiest starting point and you don't have to start here is the book is everywhere i mean it's in it's at airports it's in all your favorite bookstores hardback softback hell if you don't want to read it i'll read it to you on audible it's also in an electronic format but if you want to know a little bit more of who we are and what we stand for it's all in the book and there's simple it, the reason the book's done so well commercially is it's not about me it's about the work it's about the simple tools and tactics that you can apply in your life in whatever area you want to be better in it's there if you're interested in one-on-one coaching, a retreat, coming and get, you know, resetting, going three days in the beautiful mountains and leaning in and investing in yourself, or you want to join the mastermind or our community, the best way to do it is just reach out to us. Uh, you can go to tommybreedlove.com. You can go to the legendarylifemastermind.com. It's all there, but just reach out to us and either myself or a trusted leader on our team will talk you through the different options of, do you need a retreat? Is it one-on-one that you need? Do you want to join our community? Is the mastermind of interest? Because they're all different avenues to lean in, invest in yourself, be a better leader, better human, better wife, better husband, better father, better mother. That's what this movement's all about. But the key is, is you have to take action. Is it reading the book or sending us an email, or going on the website, or going on our, I know we've been butchering social media, but at least our social media, we put a lot of goodness out into the world. So check us out there too. <laughs> okay, and, and we will have all the contact information in the show notes so that uh, people can contact you directly. I guess uh, whenever somebody who has a you know, tremendous following like you do and have you know built a brand, there's always a uh, sometimes this feeling that hey do I have to give up my individuality or is this no. uh, am I you know or is this a cult-like thing or so on <laughs> you know and while I think I know the answer I want to make sure that I address it so that somebody two days later from now says you know I we're gonna have to join all these things and we're gonna have to believe a certain way my mind's gonna get controlled uh, can you dispel that <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. First of all, we have two mega rules in our organization, no politics, no religion. So that should dispel if we're a cult or not right there. We do believe in rewiring our minds and hearts from fear and scarcity to worry to love abundance. And so we do believe that. 
each one of those things we discuss is a different lane to invest in yourself. So the whole key is, do you want to invest in yourself or not? And I think one of our differentiators, and you heard it, you heard it on this podcast is I don't have it all figured out. I walk this journey side by side with you. The members of our team are walking this journey. We're no gurus. We're not sage on the stage. We're not shamans. And we're not therapists either. And therapists have a wonderful place. And psychologists have a wonderful place. They, they let you stand on a strong foundation and recover from your past and use it as a foundation and not an anchor. We're about moving forward. Is it business help that you need? Is it financial help you need? Is do you need to reconquer your time? Do you need to find your purpose? Do you need to master your mindset? That's what we stand for. And if you come in with an open heart, open mind, you're ready to rock. But we have no politics, no religion. We don't have it all figured out. We put on our pants just like you do. We, we use the bathroom. We eat. We bleed. We will die. And so we're not going to jump up and down or sit in ice water or wear you know, you, you see all these weird things that people do and all these, we don't, we don't walk on fire, none of that crap. We just lean in and have real conversations with real content and real action to hopefully God willing be a little bit better than we were yesterday. So that's what we're about. Great. Great. There, there are tons of coaches out there and I think my audience can now understand why I particularly wanted you on our show because of the fact that you make a lot of sense You've proven yourself. You do have respect for each person as an individual and meeting their needs. And I just think it's just tremendous if we can get more, more legends walking out around. God willing. God willing. No one's going to read our resume when we go away. They're going to talk about, did we leave that person or this, this world a little bit better than we found it? And that's everything that we stand for. Don't think you have anything to worry about in that regard, although it's a long way off, I'm sure. So, Tommy, will you give us the contact information one more time before we quit? Although, again, it'll be in the show notes. Totally. If you want to email me directly, it's Tommy at TommyBreedLove.com. Myself and two others monitor that inbox. It's Tommy at TommyBreedLove.com. The book Legendary is an audible electronic. It's at all your favorite bookstores. If you're in the airport, pick one up. I know it's in the Philadelphia airport. You are. I've seen it. And so, you know, pick it up, listen to it. Let me read it to you. Get it in electronic, um, buy it, check it out. And uh, if you want to know more about something we're doing and the movement that we're creating, and if this, this sounds like, again, it doesn't matter if you're 15 years old or 85 years old and everything in between. If you just want to maybe be a little bit better than you were yesterday, reach out to us and we will get back to you ASAP. Terrific. Well, this has been absolutely a wonderful use of my time, both personally and because I've been able to bring your word to a lot of other people who can definitely use it and hopefully will implement it. So Amen. again, Tommy, thanks very much. Uh, I didn't know what kind of shape I might find in Atlanta in on uh, someone from Atlanta in on the morning after the World Series victory, but uh, congratulations again. Thanks for being such a wonderful guest and uh, can't promise I'm not going to come after you again someday. So on that note, we're going to close off the podcast. This has been Rejuvenating with Dr. Ron Kaiser and our terrific guest, Tommy Breedlove. You'll have all his contact information. Be back next week for another interesting guest. In the meantime, hopefully tell, you will tell your friends about this. Download the podcast, rate it, make any 
comments, positive, hopefully, but any comments that, that are appropriate. And be sure to contact and get more information about Tommy and pick up his book since it seems like it's one of the easier things to do is to find where his book is located, either online or in person. And uh, again, please visit the Mental Health Gym website so that you can suggest other guests as well as picking up some of the positive information that can be the base for future work with Tommy and his team. And uh, aside from that, we are still in the pandemic, so stay safe out there. Everybody have a good rest of the week and looking forward to talking with you again next week. Take care now.